Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech Podcast. Today I'm talking about Ruben Hamilius, Managing Director at Business Games. How are you doing, Ruben? Hi, Ronan. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Now, first of all, to get to know a bit about what you do, let's know a bit about your background, where actually you came from, what you're doing, and how you got where you were. Well, so I'm, I live in, and work in, in Dublin now. I'm from Belgium originally. Um, started out with a, with a business degree, and then I got very lucky. I started my career at Procter & Gamble. So yeah. I was in uh, Geneva first, in, in Switzerland. And then I was in Singapore for, uh, for a while. It was an internal, an internal transfer. And then um, from Singapore, I made the move to, um, uh, to Dublin. So then me and my fiancé, we came, we, came, we came over here. And that's when I set up the Irish branch of, uh, of business games. And what does business games do? So business games, we are all about experiential learning, right? We, we create experiences for people. Now, the whole point is to help organizations and companies to make um, uh, better, stronger, highly effective, more happy teams. You know, yeah. A lot of organizations, they do a lot already, right? They'll have recruitment activities to get the people in that they want that might fit a certain culture. They have onboarding activities to try to impart um, the company culture to those to those people and um, to train them in the right ways. And then there's an um, employee engagement because you want to understand your uh, your 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 workforce you want to get their you want to get their inputs you want to make sure yeah. you know, they're happy they have a sense of belonging learn and development training and in all of those programs that touch on on people we will come in and we will help um, our clients to support with an experiential piece an experiential piece it is really creating experiences between those people to help whatever it is that the intention was be it onboarding be it yeah. working on culture be it um, uh, learn and development of training and uh, how long has Business Games been actually going for? So Business Games has been, has been going for up to 15 years in, in, in the world. Um, started out in the Netherlands originally, where the philosophy was, um, you know, there's all these team building kind of, uh, yeah. kind of things. And sometimes these team buildings, they're all very fun, but, but we don't really become a better team, right? We don't really learn anything. So yeah. there the idea was, well, how about we create something that is fun, but you learn something, right? Yeah. You go through experiences together. We can even observe our behavior and, and, and what we do as we are playing these games, as we're going through these business simulations, and then kind of reflect, you know, have a pause moment and reflect on, oh, what, what did we do? How, how did that go? And then that kind of evolved over the years where we had um, business started in, in Singapore and then in the, in the Middle East and, and in Ireland as well, where we evolved into applying that same principle to all of these other um, areas. And so now we focus a lot on, uh, on learning and development, all types of, of trainings and try to bring in that experiential piece and, and professionals like to call the blended approach right yeah. you need to have an expert come in you have to have um, around the table conversations it, it has to be interactive it has to be in engaging because that's the better way of, uh, uh, of of learning so now we moved away from from team building a bit more and and we do a lot of this and team building now has become a consequence right you cannot play a game without it being fun so the team building is there but there's always another another reason behind it and so that's what we're focusing on now yeah, and what kind of games would you, for example, if you were to go and do a team building game with you guys, what would it, what could it involve? What would it be? 
So typically, we would we would start by asking the company, okay, what is it that you're trying to achieve, right? Because yeah. you want people to have fun and have a good time, yes. But is it the whole point that individuals get to know individuals that they don't meet on a day-to-day basis? Or is the whole point that you want teams that work together to try to practice a little bit working together, the soft skills of, you know, strategy, decision-making, um, um, and, and collaborating, but then a more safe environment because you can learn on the job. But that's very risky if you make a mistake, right? Yeah. That might be costly. Whereas if you put a team together in a game whereby they can play around and, and it's okay to make mistakes, then they can chat about the mistakes that they make. People are very open because it's a game at, at the end of the, at the end of the day. And then um, they, um, uh, and then they, they, they are, they're more willing to, to share and to discuss. And at the end, they can bring back those insights to how they work um, uh, day, day to day, right? What, what do they do? And the shape and forms, they're very different. It's always live. It's always face-to-face. It's always interactive. It's always, um, it's always fun. A lot of the games, when you look at them from a distance, it feels like 50 or 20, 50 or 120 with it, 600 as well. Um, as uh, they're just playing one gigantic monopoly, but there's no board, there's a carpet. And it's not that you play as individuals, but they play as team. But there might be fake money, there might be cards, there might be a facilitator (laughs) that will announce, you know, things that happen in the economy. How do you deal uh, with this? And then the formats, uh, we have a whole variety of formats that would all be designed to work on, you know, specific content or uh, specific soft skills. because for me, phone. in the past, team building was when you went away and did a physical weekend with somebody. That's changed from what you yeah. guys are doing. Yeah, I think I think what we what we do. There's still a lot of companies doing offsites, right? They yeah. go they go to they have a whole day, they have two days, they have a program, and a lot of times people feel like, oh, as part of that two day program, we invest a lot of money. We want to do something fun, and so what we try to do is we try to say, don't sacrifice um, the content or the learning opportunity for yeah. the fun. We combine them, yeah. and so. Uh, historically, we do a lot of uh, conferences, uh, offsites, and um, uh, onboarding programs where you know all these new hires get get brought get yeah. brought together, and we try to make the time investment uh, work better. You know that people remember things better, that they enjoyed it uh, uh, also, and they walk away with, with with something new. And how have you coped during COVID nineteen? Well, COVID was a very interesting. Um, it was a very interesting thing. So 90% of our business uh, so far, everything was um, in real life. You know, yeah. we would bring people together and there was a lot of power in that. And we would do some things online, but companies typically would be saying, no, we want to bring people together. Yeah. Let's, let's really leverage that, that moment. And I think it was, it was March 15 or something where um, I was on a plane from Belgium to, to Ireland. So by the time I landed and, you know, the 4G picked back up, I got, all these um, all these emails uh, saying, "Well, we have to postpone, we have to cancel because we can't bring these people in the uh, in the room." Um, mm-hmm. Business partner in Netherlands, the same thing. Singapore, the same the same thing. So um, you know, typically when you go from a full agenda, uh, there's there's salaries to pay, and then you go to to, to nothing. Yeah. Um, then then that's a bit worrying. So, you ever heard of this, um, you know, th- this curve, how people deal with the crisis? First, you're in shock, then yeah. you're in denial, then frustrated, then there's depression, and yeah. then there's a moment where you start experimenting and, this, and, and, and like make a decision how to move forward. So we took the first part of that curve, uh, decided to spend 20 minutes on it, being frustrated, and then we, um, uh, we looked at the positives because there was a great opportunity for us to take 
the principles of um, uh, the business games and so the core value that we bring to bring that on the other platform, be it the remote platform. Yeah. So we reached out to all of our um, uh, clients and we have a lot of repeat business and, and a lot of referrals. So we, we have a, a, quite an intense relationship, which we, 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 which we use to, to talk to them and to understand with all of this changing, where do your needs change, right? What is it that you need, that you need now? And at the beginning, um, April, May, people were very focused on, oh, I, I want to bring people together again. I need to find an alternative for people not seeing each other, people not engaging in the way that they, that they did, everybody feeling a bit disconnected, a bit, a bit yeah. lost in, in what is going to happen. <laughs> and that then became the learning objective yeah. of the activity or the business game. So the beginning, it was very much... Um, 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 bringing back that um, uh, not forced, casual, fun conversation, mm -hmm. uh, fun way of interacting, um, uh, uh, fun way of doing things, whilst avoiding, and that was a clear briefing we got, um, it was, well, we've been at this three weeks, we've done a lot of Kahoot quizzes, we've done a lot of uh, Pictionary things, and, yeah. and that was good, but now we need something that goes deeper, that is more profound, whereby people forget that they're really behind a screen because we're getting fed up, right? We have Zoom fatigue. Yeah. Um, it was mentioned on, on a couple of podcasts you did, you did in, the last, in the last days as well, whereby we have to dig into it. So then we really started to analyze, well, what are the opportunities about doing these business games, these engagement activities, and, uh, remote versus the offline, offline world? Yeah. And it's been a very interesting, interesting journey because we feel that the needs of the companies, they're now changing as well. They're now evolving into, wait, we don't the team building bit the, with the, the, the engagement part we have now under control but we're now very much looking forward to how are we going to do training and how are we going to do engaging and 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 and, and effective training uh, remote and online because there's a new set of challenges there yeah. which we need to tackle and of course that's where business games has come from all along which is when we bring in the experiential part to supplement all the other things we have then we build a, a, a complete learning uh, environment which is what people need and i guess as well right naive clients who can now have all the employees more so involved in the games because they don't have to travel to the one place to do it they can do it uh, online as well yeah, that is a, that, that's a key observation. Um, it's a very good point, right? A lot of people, and I understand, we're very focused on, oh, how shall we find an alternative for what we were doing? Yeah. And we try to find um, the backup way remote to compensate for what we don't have uh, uh, online. And what you're pointing out is a, is, a, is a very good one. There are really opportunities to do things and to achieve uh, things that were not possible before yeah. and it's a work in progress we, we need to learn but for example having you know completely reducing um, uh, uh, um, travel budget might be something that management is very interested in that we couldn't do before the fact that you can connect colleagues that would um, be based in different locations whereby even travel wouldn't be wouldn't really be a solution because yeah. it would be too expensive too time consuming we now can connect them in in, in a better ways uh, in better ways so that's something to um, that's something that we are now actively exploring with clients to see, you know, moving forward, um, what is the portfolio of tools? You know, what, is, what is the array of tools that we need to build and be ready for so we can we can deliver on <coughs> all of that? And also you're probably checking it, find out what tools they have ready. If they have Zoom, we would have Microsoft Teams. Could we use this as part of, our, part of what we're going to do in the future? 
Yeah, I think there's there's two legs there's two legs to that. So first of all, um, a lot of tools are not yet developed, right? Yeah. At the rate that, that new software comes out, I think we're going to see a whole new array of, of solutions that um, will 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 enable us to do this type of remote connection work better. I was listening to a call and um, uh, like Friday afternoon chat that Mark Zuckerberg uh, from Facebook had, uh, I think, two weeks ago, and he was talking about we're going to very much focus internally on trying to develop the tools better that we ourselves can use yeah. to enable the situation and of course from their companies like that they will drive the innovation and then internally um a lot of companies now a lot of people i, I talk to they're very much struggling in um, which tech should we use and, and and what is what is the best i think the key is not which technology to use but it's more in how uh, we use it yeah. and a lot of people they, they spend a lot of time comparing you know, your Zoom versus your WebEx versus your um, uh, Office Teams versus your Google Meets versus your Blue Jeans. Yeah. At the end of the day, the small functionality changes, they don't make the difference. I would very much advise people to choose that based on, you know, economies of scale and what you have already and what yeah. have you perhaps invested in and what are you rolling out. Don't change that, but be more effective with the um, uh, with the tools and, and, and how, we, how we use them. For example, at Business Games, um, very early on, we took the approach we do not build new tech. We will not build new tech. We will only exist, uh, only use existing things. And um, as part of you know the, the the briefing or when we start working, we ask people, "What do you use now?" Perfect. We'll yeah. optimize within within that. We're not going to make you do any other cost because we can be creative enough to use that in a way. Yeah. And the adoption for people is also important, right? Now we're feeling that a couple of organizations they struggle with the fact that different people are at a different level of um, um, uh, of, of familiarity with yeah. these tools and they adopt uh, um, differently. So a lot of the briefings we got was about, can we teach our people how to help each other, how to learn how to work together again? Because if I need to teach you something, but I don't see what you have in front of you, that has a big impact, right? Mm. Explaining you how to use a tool, not to use a tool. So that's been a focus as well um, uh, for companies in the last weeks. Because yeah, earlier I was asking you about that, I was I was thinking that if one company uses Zoom and another company doesn't use Zoom, you you, you then decide, okay, you've got Zoom, we can we can uh, build around that. And somebody else says we use Google Hangouts, we can build around that. So because you can use multiple platforms, it's easy for for your clients to actually buy into what you're doing. Yeah, I think I, I think the objective is not for us to um, uh, to add in more friction, right, or yeah. to make it more difficult to, to to get to the point. We we want to leave all of that out. We we take whatever they have, and, and what we bring in is the experiential part of of, of the learning. Yeah, uh, right. It's an, you, you already have experts. You already have, have have content. You already have objectives that you have identified are are key to you know uh, push and have purple uh, people uh, work around. And we just we need to bring in the the learn by doing part, the, yeah. the creating shared experiences for people so they can learn from from each other and they don't have to just do a cognitive exercise in uh, uh, oh okay thanks for the information I understand it now but I can really um, uh, experience it go through and that needs to be as relevant as possible. Now, what does relevant mean? It means in, in the context you would have day to day. So it means yeah. with the tools that you would use day day to day. And I think that's where the power of um, well, business games is, is just one way of, of, of applying experiential learning, but it all goes back to, to ex experiential learning, right? Where you um, are put through different uh, 
situations where you can practice uh, some behaviors, you can feel the consequences of, of those behaviors, you can reflect on them, yeah. and it's all safe. And we just use the games to make sure that people go through the correct or to the, through the desired situations yeah. because we tailor and build the games in the right way. And I guess from that, I'm reading on to how will live gaming change with the COVID-19? I think that um, what is going to change mostly, um, I think the biggest challenge is going to be to understand well what the new learning objectives are. Yeah. Because the switch from using an offline platform to an online platform, that's not the difficult one right we, yeah. we spend a lot of time in studying the tools we, we spend a lot of time thinking about how we, we could do that best so um that's kind of a it's something we need to do but we'll, we'll we'll get there the tricky one is going to be to understand where and why we need to use the games what are the problems that that are going to um, uh, surface in the next months and, and, and years yeah. as we slightly change the way that we uh, the, the way that we work. Um, so I think that's a task that everyone has and, and everybody's now, now now thinking about. Like, um, yeah, for example, I, I read a, I read a study. There was a study the other day whereby they said, "Oh, this remote work it's, it's very very practical for some people and people enjoy some some flexibility." But then it comes with a new set of challenges, which is that we don't have the serendipity of meeting someone in uh, at a water cooler yeah. and uh, there was preliminary research um, whereby they said uh, people's skills actually change because we are a bit less agreeable um, and, and we we are a bit less and, and uh, we are looking less for cohesiveness because the tool that we use um, uh, influences us in in a way before that now this was a preliminary study but you can imagine if things are going to change, then the entire need for what it means to create engagement, what it needs to create training and what we should yeah. focus on, that is going to change. And I think that's where we will need to continue evolving and, and creating the learning experiences to address those because it's not going to be copy-paste of, um, okay, you wanted to learn about negotiating offline, well, let's learn about negotiating yeah. online. I think that's that's going to change. I mean, which and you know, work is, sorry, but work is, I remember years ago, Steve Jobs had the idea of, in, in, in Apple, he had everyone's internal mailboxes be near the water cooler because water cooler is where you're going to meet and chat and, and discuss things. Well, and that is, for example, that's one. Like we can achieve a lot in the, in the games, and, and now we're working with with a company to really address this um, the serendipity of, of of meeting someone random. Yeah. That's also what is what is what is working what is working the least well in all of these um, um, online conference tools. Like there's some amazing online conference tools. The other day we were using Hopin and then they have different stages and you can go and they really legitimately built a, a full yeah. online conference and the tech is there. And the one thing that works not very well is the, it's the networking thing because yeah. we have not evolved as, um, as humans. We have not evolved the skills and the psychology in order to, just bump into a random person over Zoom and, and have a good conversation. We still need to, we still need to learn all, yeah. all of that, right? We, there's a lot of social constructs there that, that still have to uh, have to come. There's a very interesting podcast, um, uh, the Vergecast, where uh, the CEO from Slack, what's his name? I think Butterfield or something. Yeah, sure, Butterfield. Where he talks about how he sees that the way you conduct yourself and the way you interact it's something you need to learn and, and we, a lot of people will now need to relearn that entire thing over yeah. time because it works different than a different in a different medium and i guess um, also we found as well that right now the technology we're using now have been adapted to the covid scenario very easily so we're going to find a lot more of that happening 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think for sure um, people have found a lot of creative ways to use what is there. I think we're going to see a lot uh, uh, evolve. And it was in the same podcast where um, you know, the, the Slack guy, he said, uh, over time, people have been using continuously more and more software and tools and we yeah. replace uh, things that humans would do because not everything that humans do is necessarily the most creative and the most challenging things to do so that will be replaced by, by technology and i think now there's no revolution it's just that this evolution that was already there goes a lot uh, a lot faster and so i think people will go back and design product and solutions much more with um uh, this, this this dual platform Um, in mind which is when i create something it needs to work um, for the online and for the offline or even for the hybrid system i have a i was chatting to to a couple of learn and development directors in in the last week and um, one of the things that we currently would come up with we need to reflect if we need to revise all our training and all our programs because they've been inherently designed to work on a certain platform and you can make a variation for for online but what if we evolve to a situation where everything needs to work for everything you need to be able to do it online you need to be able to do it offline you need to do it hybrid because some people will not be everywhere and i think that's a very interesting um interesting thing to to reflect on we we shouldn't just settle for what we have now but really look forward into you know how can we evolve these uh, these things and also i'm thinking because you're now going to do more online stuff you can hold more courses during during the day as well there is an element of um, uh, there is an element of scale there yeah. that wasn't um, uh, that wasn't there before which is definitely interesting um, i think we we still need to see where we net out uh, right um, yeah. uh, uh, i heard an article with um, uh, with with Sundar from Google who was saying, oh, "We are still researching all of the data." Yeah. I thought it was interesting to to hear what you know these thought leaders um, um, because they decided very early on they would they would make the people work from home. So, um, okay, we're still measuring all of all of the data. So there's scalability there, but I think it's important that um, we don't sacrifice again the quality uh, yeah. for it. That, that's I think that's where we position ourselves at. at as business games as well, we we never we never sell to people that um, um, this is going to become uh, the the scale the, the scalable the scalable solution. We're trying to build the best solution to get out the most of what we what we want here. Because yeah. choosing scalability before fit or before effectiveness is um, well is of course a, is, is of course a risk. But there's definitely opportunities. We should keep that in mind as part of the design constraints. You know, as as we build up. But I, I guess it's more long term. When you find out how you can handle the technology, like if you're going to be handling, handling five clients a day and they're all using something like Zoom, you've got to make sure the technology you have can handle that. And once that's done, you can scale up and scale down accordingly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That, that, is, that is definitely in the, in the future. Yeah, so um, and what are your future plans for business games? I think with business games, um, uh, a key objective for us is to uh, work even more, uh, work closer with the companies over a longer amount of time to really impact the way that people people learn. If you think about it, learning is a funny thing, right? We have a lot of innovation yeah. everywhere, but we still kind of teach the way that we taught, you know, in the time of uh, in the time of the old Greeks. Right? You would have a guy yeah. in, in front of people, and, and they would they would talk. And now that has evolved a little bit, right? We have a lot of interactive workshops, and 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 we try to do um, 
uh, more fun things um, uh, to make it interesting and, and also younger generations, you know, to, to get them excited. But at the end of the day, a lot of training still really is um, information being pushed, facts being pushed. And that's not the way that people learn. Right? Learn Learning, it's an ongoing thing. It's an everyday uh, thing. And yeah. it is, um, um, you have to do it in different ways. When you learn how to drive a car, you don't just read the book. You don't just have some practice sessions. You don't just uh, listen to somebody experience share stories. All of that needs to needs to come. So we try to bring in um, the experiential part to that. And I think over time in the future, we want to work even closer with, with clients to see if the ongoing process of learning, right, how we can um, uh, support um, uh, clients better to build those programs, right? Yeah. That experiential piece that feeds back into discussions, that feeds back into peer-to-peer learning, that feeds back in and contextualize them and uh, experiences. That that becomes more closely uh, closely knitted. And for me, the accessibility to people through a more remote environment that's a key enabler there. Yeah. I think that might allow for us to do that in, in a better in, in a better way. Um, of course, e-learning is already great at that right they're yeah. bit sized and, and and now platforms like linkedin learning they have all of the ai behind it to give the right type of learning and the right interest to the right people but again there what is missing is that experiential part the learn by doing actually have an experience yeah. instead of just thinking about it and i think that's where we along that journey we need to integrate uh, more well look if this was 30 years ago when we had a pandemic we couldn't cope or we can like a technology's come a long way which has helped yeah, the, the, yes. I think in, if you look at the history of successful companies, timing is a very is a is a very big one. I think it'll be very interesting to see um, in five years from now which are the businesses and which are the companies that uh, use this timing to then you know really really step up and, and take one of those leaps um, in, into changing changing things. And I, I, there's a lot of positivity around. I mean, um, there's a lot of people uh, that are, are are really seeing this as a um, uh, right, rightfully so. Um, despite everything that we have to deal with, um, that th- there is a chance to to use the timing to go to the next level. And if you're somebody who bought shares in Zoom last year, you're going to do very well today. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I read. A, I read that funny article whereby there was another company that was also coded zoom or, or it was coded zm yeah. on the stock exchange and people bought the wrong people bought the wrong stocks because they, they weren't sure which one so that company's valuation went, went through the roof yeah. um yeah, yeah i can was, think 30 years 30 years ago i remember when we when we were still using uh, probably windows pcs more than anything else and computers weren't cheap and every house had one and technology that we're relying on now didn't really exist then so if you're trying to do something online it was hard to do because you're probably using dial-up rather than broadband or Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi wasn't gone, wasn't around then. So when you're using dial-up, you, you had a scenario of uh, very slow speeds and everything else. And now yeah, you haven't no, got beep, that anymore. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I remember that very well. And I remember back in 1999 when Apple introduced Wi-Fi. And everyone oh, yeah. was looking at, at when you bought it, the, is, uh, the laptop, MacBook laptop. And he had a, put through a hula hoop and showed no cables. And now we're doing Wi-Fi. And at the time, everyone was going, what is this sorcery? What is this magic? But now it's come in place, and we're seeing technology that's coming out now from this. I can see in 30 years' time, we're going to think, we're not going to think, wow, we're going to think, that's standard now. Like, we're not looking back at Wi-Fi, that's standard. Back then, it wasn't. It was so unique. I think today we'll see the same thing. Technology is 
we're starting to use now. We're going, wow, this is great. In 30 years' time, we'll think back, oh, that was that standard. We're all using that now. It's yep. good. Yeah, and I think it's interesting to look at um, the, 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 the psychology and the sociology that goes with that because yeah. we're really learning new things, right? You can already see that um, um, the way of interacting and the way of dealing, our, our grandparents have, have difficulty coping, uh, yeah. right? Um, because the things change so so fast, and as they keep changing faster, we'll need to evolve in in, in to learn how to do that. Because the different platforms they call for different types of behaviors, different types of working together, different yeah. you know social uh, and, uh, social. I don't want to say rules, but like you know uh, common agreements between each other. How, how how we do that? So so with the speed of that moving on, that will evolve as well, which is something that we need to, I think. What plan for, right? It's, it's something to think about when yeah. you manage a workforce, um, uh, how to enable that, how to make sure that everyone, um, that people don't get lost, people don't get overseen, that opportunities are still are still equal. Um, yeah, plenty of opportunities. Yeah, and also make sure when you're doing something, the UI and UX is for into somebody. So soon they're not thrust into something that they can't handle or don't know how it works. Yeah, I, I, exactly. We had a very funny, uh, uh, we had a very funny experience, well, funny, where a couple of weeks we set out to do a, a, a training on um, uh, on strategy because it was the strategy of the company and we had yeah. brought it into a business game um, uh, and the whole point was well we're going to engage um, with with the strategy through the game we're going to have fun but when we walk away you know you will remember the strategy by heart that was what we set out to do and halfway the game um, there was so much. Uh, conversation going on between different teams helping other individuals that uh, were not at the same level helping them that I remember the HR guy was in the call with us as as, as facilitators and they said you know what here um, uh, the second and the third round that we plan to do let's skip it let's not dig deeper into the strategy let's bring in something else so we can give them more experiences of helping each other learning to ask which are the right questions helping someone who's stuck in a conference call is not that easy you need to ask right questions you need to be able to empathize with with what might they be seeing what might they be thinking where might their mind be going that's a whole new a whole new skill which if we want to do more and more remote work and and also provide remote services there's a lot of, um, uh, of, of learning to be done there yeah. And then before we finish, is there anything else you want to add to the podcast or you think you've said enough? Um, I had a, well, it was very interesting so, so far. We could, we could stay on for, for another two hours. Yeah. Um, I, first of all, I would wish everyone a great, uh, great weekend. Some people, they're allowed to, uh, or they have plans to go a bit further out of their house. So, you know, have a great adventure yeah. and enjoy the small, the small things, but, but stay safe. And, um, well, in general, we, we always like to um, uh, to think about what could be. So if there's anyone who's interested in, in, in having a chat about um, something that doesn't exist yet, something that we haven't check, tackled yet in, in, in the space of, of people programs, then don't hesitate to, to, to reach out. And, and we, we, we like to you know build the future. And then we'll, we'll come and tell you all about it the next time. Rob. Yeah. And the thing is, normally I live just right near where your guys are based. So normally this we didn't face-to-face. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same with Housebot. They've got a new office right across the road from me. I can walk there in half a minute. And yeah, I was yeah. telling Inca that normally I'll be doing these Housebot interviews in your premises. So I'm looking forward to a time where I can go and meet someone and do podcast face-to-face again. That's going to be great. Yeah. Exactly. I'm looking forward to that as well. It'll yeah. come. It'll come. I'm not worried. All right. Thanks now, Ruben. Take care. Uh, have, a, have a great day and enjoy your weekend traveling. 
Have for the best of the days, Ron. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.